don't call them the Avengers because they're not. What's going on, everybody? My name is MT from the YouTube channel Mastertainment, and this is The Shakedown. going everybody welcome to episode 27 yeah of the shakedown i don't know i lost track man it's, it's as old as you Dylan. i know this podcast is old right what an old fart that's pretty what? old <laughs> it's got back problems and knee problems <laughs> it, it's also like grossly overweight oh wait let's just talk about myself now pretty soon we're gonna have to put our podcast on medication (laughs) it's definitely gonna get ed young (laughs) so that hurts (laughs) i didn't say you are i said the podcast is going to come on all right i'm your host dan schweizer joining me as usual i am austin stevens and i'm dylan webster Now, if you couldn't tell from our intro, our special surprise this week, uh, the always graceful Mastertainment MT has agreed to join us this week. Yeah, we got MT, you nerds. Yeah, he's in the house, but not exactly because it's through recording. He's in his own house. He's in his house a few days ago recording it. In yeah. advance of us recording the podcast. Are you saying that MT is a time traveler? He's definitely a time traveler. Wow. So. What if he's the Easter egg? <laughs> you, you heard it here, MT. You I, are the Easter egg. I figured it out, MT. You are the Easter egg. Nailed it. Cut French check to get moving on. There we go. So. What? Uh, that would be an incredible twist. If the man who's been <laughs> the man who's been looking for the Easter egg this whole time turns out to actually Easter be egg. the Easter egg, it's, it's one of those like Christmas movie Christmas movie moments. It's like the Easter egg has been inside you all along. No, this is bullshit. What is it? <laughs> no, really, really, you are. Oh, God, come on. My life is a lie. So, uh, a real quick uh, description of the journey to getting MT on the podcast. Um, it wasn't hard. It was more difficult than Dylan's giving it credit <laughs> for. So, uh, I first saw one of MT's videos like a year ago when he released one of his first Easter egg trailers. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And this was way before we started the podcast. Oh, yeah. And so then a little while after we started the podcast, in one of our classic moments of five minutes before the podcast, we don't know what to do for one of the segments. I was like, hey, we could talk about MT, Mastertainment. You guys were like, who? And I was like, this is YouTuber. And you guys were like, okay. And we watched some videos and we did it. Um, and he was like, oh my gosh, thanks guys. I appreciate you. Flash forward to the podcast before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out, I messaged him on Twitter, and I was like, Hey, MT, we were wondering if you would want to be a guest on the podcast to give us some of your thoughts as we do a Guardians of the Galaxy review. And he was like, Can't, busy, thanks. (laughs) I mean, it was a little more cordial than that. It was much more cordial (laughs) cordial than that. But the gist of it was, I'm a busy man. I thank you for thinking of me, but I really can't do that. Flash forward a few more months, <laughs> about a week and a half ago, I was like, 
you know what? I'm going to try getting MT again because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is about to come out on Blu-ray this time. Yeah. I'm going to try and get him again. And so I messaged him. I said, hey, how would you feel about doing a short little Q&A with us? And we'll talk about like how you got into comic books and how you got on this whole Easter egg hunt thing. And we'll put it on next week's episode and it'll be totally great and swell. And... Then I did you actually use the word swell? No, I don't think I did. But okay, then I sent him another message, and uh, and basically explained like logistically how we would do it, and I was like, "There's maybe a twenty percent chance this works out," but I'm taking a shot at it. Yeah, and he hey, responded, "Yeah, with, shoot your shot." He responded with, "Um, that sounds really fun. I will." And yay, nice. we all freaked out like the classic meme of Chris Pratt in. <laughs> Tones <laughs> doing the face in Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, in Parks yes. and Rec. Um, it, I mean, I I was at work when he responded, and I was all by my lonesome. Luckily, because I'm pretty sure I jumped out of my seat and was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> So I, I literally was a mix of Chris Pratt and Parks and Rec, and then the GIF of uh, Jonah Hill in uh, Welcome. Get him, get him to the Greek. Just, ah! <laughs> I was a mix of those two. Uh, so what you're about to hear is 11 questions from us answered by the man himself, MT. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into that. So MT, question number one. Take us back to adolescent MT. What drew you, pun intended, to comic books? <laughs> I do like a good pun, Daniel. Well done. I mean, well pun, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, okay, good question. That's a really awesome question. And it's a question I get a lot, especially oh, from my friends from college who... Um, I wasn't into comic books at the time when I was at college, which was only a couple of short years ago. Um, so my friends are always asking, like, dude, where did this come from? Um, but yeah, so I only got... I only recently got into comic books um not like super recently obviously but like in 2015 is when i actually started reading comic books and i know that sounds ridiculous considering that i I know a ridiculous (laughs) amount of unnecessary (laughs) knowledge about comic books but it really it's true i i i took the acceleration course i I took the accelerated course like hardcore like as soon as i read my first comic book in 2015 i was just like i need to know everything i just i just and i just like read every freaking wikipedia article that there is on pretty much every Marvel character um at least the popular ones at that time um and i just i man i lived and breathed that stuff man i was so i fell in love man and so okay let me tell you guys about my first comic book experience well it's not really a huge I don't even know why I'm no, saying okay. this, but well, I first got into comic books by, I was um, just running errands with my girlfriend one day, and we were driving, we drove past a Newberry Comics, and I was like, hey, let's just, let's pop in there, you know, like, a, why not, you know, we're, we don't really have anything to do, and I'm sure they got some cool socks and funny sunglasses for us to wear, and um, <laughs> it's really, really fun, so we pop in, and I'm just, you know, just walking around looking at the funny stuff, and, you know, we stumble across... The comic book section shoved in the corner, like every Newberry comics. They kind of just like we kind of have to put these comics here, so we're, we're just gonna 
we, I mean, ideally, we, we would like to shove the comics underneath the shelves, <laughs> but since it's called Newberry Comics, we kind of have to like put them on actual shelves because <laughs> you know Newberry Comics is slowly um, becoming less and less of a comic book store. Anyway, so we, I make my way to the comic book section, and I'm like, this is really the art of these comics are really awesome, and um, the comic book cover that drew me in the most was Spider-Gwen number one. And I was like, dude, this is an amazing cover. I think it was the, the Newberry Comics variant of um, Spider-Gwen. And I'm like, this cover's awesome. I've never heard of Spider-Gwen. I'm going to read this. So I bought it on a whim thinking that I was just going to be like, alright, oh, one, one and done. I'm probably never going to read comic books again. I was wrong. <laughs> I was very wrong because I was I instantly fell in love with comic books after I read that first issue. Like, I remember just like closing... Love the comic for for the first time, and I was like, "Dude, I have to go back. I have to go back to Newberry Comics and buy more comic books because I'm I'm instantly hooked." So I I like it, this is like so we, we came home. I read the comic, and then I was like, "We have to go back out." And my girlfriend was like, "Why are we going back out again?" I'm like, "Like, this has to happen. Just just trust me. Just I, my life has changed. So ever since then, um, it's 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 been a bit of an ordeal. I." I quickly, you guys don't understand how quickly I became obsessed with comic books. Like, I went from one comic book to several hundred, like owning several hundred within probably three months. Like, I have like my, well, I'm I'm sitting in my room right now, and I'm I'm currently staring at like five long boxes of comic books. That's probably like what. I don't know. Easily a couple hundred. I I don't know how much exactly, but like it's ridiculous. Um, But yeah. I, I have a bit of a, an obsession with comic books, and I, I'm not even ashamed. I am not ashamed. So, yeah, I hope that answers that question. I, I Just so you guys know, I tend to ramble. I'm a rambler. <laughs> it's really, really bad. It's, it's even worse it's for cool. me because I have to edit my own stupid voice in my videos. Um, so, yeah, I, I ramble really badly, and I'm sorry. So I hope this doesn't interrupt the flow of your podcast or make it, like, five hours long. Um, the flow? You know. No we could always split into several VHS tapes like the Titanic was. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you guys I really hope you guys aren't super younger than me. I would have I really would have dated myself. Anyway, moving on. Um I did I, I mean I remember the those VHS tapes too for Titanic, so I'm right there <laughs> well, Yeah. Um, that was the first time I'd ever seen VHS as like two in a box. Yeah. Like, what is this wizardry? What's even crazier is the fact that Pearl Harbor came on two DVDs. Yeah. They couldn't fit that on one DVD. Oh. <laughs> even managed that with the Titanic. Come on. Oh, I think yeah. Pearl Harbor was actually three VHS tapes. Pearl Harbor, yeah, I believe was three. Because, well, with, like, all the special features and everything, That's like, true, it was yeah. over, like, I want to say it was over, like, ten hours of oh, stuff. So much. And now, uh, it's, now with, like, Blu-ray, you can put all that on one disc. Thank But they the choose Lord. to put, like, the special features on another one. Because then they can have more. Yeah, then they can yeah. sell it for more and make more money. Moving on with the questions. All right, so... Have you always preferred Marvel over DC, or is that a cinematic bias due to DC's inability to produce high-quality films? Uh, that's a good question, Austin. Thank you very much for that question. Um, I don't know why I thanked you. <laughs> uh, super formal. Um, but have I always preferred Marvel over DC? Pretty. I mean, I do. I do enjoy Marvel over DC. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I would say that I, I do prefer Marvel over DC. And it's not just because of the cinematic bias. Um, I just feel like Marvel's universe is just a lot more interesting. And I know a lot of people are going to get mad about that. But to me, anyway, I really love Marvel's universe because it feels like there's so much... It feels like everything matters um, when it comes to, like, all the different stories being told. I feel like it all feels like you're it's all taking place in one universe whereas with dc i feel like a lot of their um stories are isolated and you know they they are you know very like self-contained um stories which is fine and and, and Mm -hmm. i do realize that they do you know do events together and like there's all there's a lot of crossovers Mm -hmm. with dc and i do realize that but to me anyway marvel always just felt like more of a living, breathing comic book universe. And I just, I don't know. I, I really love the cosmic side of Marvel, obviously. You guys know me. You guys know my Guardians of the Galaxy obsession. Yeah. Um, but lately I've been reading into the whole cosmic side and it's just like, it just feels like it's just so big. And it's just like, there's so many layers, man. Oh, man. Like, there's, you know, there's Earth and there's outer space and then there's like the several dimensions above um, the, the, the that plane of existence and like... There's cosmic entities, and then there's microscopic entities with the like the microverse, and it's just like it's just so amazing, and like I I can't even believe that the Marvel universe has become so complex over um, all these decades. I don't know, it's just really cool. So yeah, basically to answer your question, yes, I've always preferred Marvel over DC, um, but I've, and I always say this whenever whenever I talk about Marvel and DC, I always have to bring up. That even though I prefer Marvel over DC, that is not my favorite comic book publisher when it comes Ooh. to superheroes. Because my favorite superhero comic book publisher of all time is Valiant Comics. If you boys have not read nice. any Valiant comic, I, I implore you. I don't use the word implore because that's like a that's a college essay word. <laughs> I honestly really want you guys to go check out their stuff. Start 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 with their stuff from 2012. So like I'm talking Harbinger. Um, Exo Man of War, Archer and Armstrong, etc. And like, you will naturally find your way to the other books. I'm telling you guys, they have the best superhero comic universe ever. And this is coming from a guy who's read a zillion comic books. Like, please do yourself a favor and do that. Anyway, sorry. I, I, I always gush about Valiant, but I, I'm really passionate about Valiant. And I, hopefully, one day I get to work together with them because, oh man, that would be amazing. Anyway, okay. Uh, you go. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to look into Valiant Comics. Uh, if I think I've read a couple. Have you? Have you? Yeah. See, I've heard of them, but I've never actually read any. So, I mean, the, I only, mean, the only comics I've ever read are uh, Spider-Man comics, and that's because I found them at a garage sale, and I got all of them for, like, 50 cents. Nice. Solid. And I was, like, 13, and I happened to have 50 cents on me, and I was like, yeah, I'll buy these Spider-Man comics. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. one of them was like the hundredth uh, issue. Uh, yeah, the hundredth issue. Interesting. So I was like, nice. I'll take that. It had like a holographic cover. It was super Ooh. cool. I still have them in my house somewhere. I'll have to. Yeah, you'll have to dig those out. Dig those out and show you. I can't show Austin because Austin. You can not take a picture. Here. You can send me pictures. We have the technology. We can we do. do that. <laughs> All right. My phone has a camera. No. <laughs> but you know what? My laptop has another question for MT. Yeah, it does. Hey, MT, which MCU actor do you think most perfectly portrays their character? 
Good question, Dylan. Uh, obviously, we got to go with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron yeah. Man uh-huh. slash Tony Stark. Dude, that dude is... He single-handedly kickstarted an entire cinematic universe. That yes, dude is so... Pretty much. He's, he is his character through and through. Even when you see Robert Downey Jr. in during interviews, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's Tony Stark. He is Tony Stark, and he's, he's living and breathing that character. I'm fairly um, certain he wears like, his That's hands down, obviously, the, the number one answer. Um, but to give another answer, because, like, that's the obvious answer. <laughs> um... I really should have thought about this. Uh, <laughs> I would say, oh, friggin', uh, well, I would say uh, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, but I really, I don't think that he really portrays the original um, Peter Quill. That's fair. All yeah, that I agree with accurately, that. but like, that's not to say that's bad. It's just like, it's it's a different version of Peter Quill that is, right. is yeah. better than he was during um, the Annihilation um, comic book event where that uh, that the current Guardians of the Galaxy team first debuted. Um, it's a very different Peter Quill, mm-hmm. um, but it's a much better Peter Quill. So I can't really say that he kind of most perfectly portrays the character. Um, man, I'm rambling. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> who should I say though? Man, I don't know. That's a really tough question. Sam Jackson. Um, Probably Nick Fury. Ah, there we Probably go. Nick Fury. Well done. Well done. Or uh, in Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Anyway, yeah. I'm making this a lot more complicated than it has to be. Anyway, oh my god. Yeah, I would yes. agree with the with the Star Lord thing. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's definitely different in the comics. Yeah, like I read, if you read like the Annihilation Wave, like that's. Oh yeah, I read all. Yeah, of Yeah, like Star Lord and the Guardians of the Galaxy are pretty prevalent in that. And now yes. I just read a very recent Guardians of the Galaxy, and mm-hmm. it's just the movie characters, and they're very different. Oh, really? Yeah, so the comics changed to represent the movie. So if you read the, the current mm. ones, then yeah, Chris Pratt is Star-Lord, but it's because he, the comics because are portraying him. Because of how he portrayed he made, the, he made the character his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And then the comics I mean, followed him. Yeah, gotcha. the Guardians really skyrocketed in popularity after yeah. the movie their comic books picked up wildly all right so our next question uh for mt what obscure marvel comic would you like to see turned into either a tv show or a movie dylan dylan you're like two for two for the awesome questions yes um obscure marvel comic well first of all if you guys you guys follow me on twitter if sure do for those of you who don't know me um (laughs) i have a really huge one of my two favorite superheroes of all time is a little character called Karnak mm. from the Inhumans. And I'm very happy that he's actually going to get formally introduced with the Inhumans television series, but I'm not happy that he's being formally introduced <laughs> through this piece of shit. <laughs> directed by possibly the worst human on the planet, Scott Book, because he ruined the Inhumans. But I'm not going to... Okay, I'm not going to get into that. I, I have really strong opinions about Mr. Scott Buck and that horrendous Inhumans trailer that I saw with my eyeballs that I, I almost gouged out, but I refrained, um, mostly because I'm too poor to afford a rusty spoon. Of <laughs> um, but 
Anyway, so yeah, Karnak. I'm so sorry. I, I go off on tangents. So Karnak is this really dope freaking character um, that is in the uh, Inhumans royal family that has the power of being able to see the flaw in everything. So like, it kind of makes him this really, you know, I don't know. He, he's just like this really awesome, like kind of like kung fu ninja guy that can like dismantle a building with like one karate chop and Ooh. like he just doesn't give a damn about anything. So like he's just like this like scruffy looking dude in a green hoodie just like just not giving a damn about anything else and just like freaking destroying things and it's amazing. So like if there's anybody that deserves a, a Netflix Marvel TV show, it's freaking Karnak. And I know that you guys are probably really confused about who the heck Karnak is. I, I did not just do him, do him very much um, justice just now, but man, if you guys could, I, you guys should really pick up the Karnak series. Um, I think from 2016, 2015, dude, it's freaking amazing. Please yeah. read that. MT giving us um, Yeah. But for a movie, um, uh, obscure. Oh, freaking America Chavez, man. Yeah. Miss America, dude. I freaking love Miss America. Like, she could either have a movie or a TV show. I don't care. <laughs> America Chavez is the freaking shit. I love America <laughs> Chavez. Um, if you guys don't know who she is, she is a um, teenage um, Hispanic girl who can hop between dimensions, and she has oh. super strength. Um, and she's really sassy and she's amazing oh, and she honestly <clears throat> deserves her own movie but I think more so a TV series um, because like man that could be like Marvel's dope freaking doc- version of Doctor Who like an interdimensional hopping Latina woman like, come on man <laughs> that, that just writes itself alright I'm rambling alright moving on who also is sassy like Sign me up. <laughs> Let's do this. America Chavez is pretty awesome. I've oh. I've read a little bit of her stuff, but uh, I've I've read more on her Wikipedia page because there was something involving America Chavez in one of the recent um, big comic storylines. Huh. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Uh, so next question: If you could yes. take any character from the comics and portray him in the MCU. Who or why would it be? Um, any character from the comics and portray him in the MCU. Um, like I said, Karnak or um, America Chavez. Um, but other than them... I could pull off Well, any character. It doesn't have to be a hero. That's a good question. Probably... I always say... I always have an answer to this in my brain. Um... But like when somebody asks me, I always, I always feel like I, I, I just, I'm put on the spot, man. Um, man. Oh yeah, dude, the Century. I freaking love the Century. Um, century, oh, if yeah. you guys don't know who the Century is, um, he's he's kind of sort of obscure, but not really. But he, but anyway, so basically, um, the Century is this character this hero from the Marvel comics mm-hmm. um, who everybody forgot for some reason. I forget why, but he, he used to be like the Superman type character um, that has this arch nemesis called the void mm-hmm. um, who like, you know, goes around and does evil. But like the twist about the whole thing, the reason why I love the century and this is a kind of a re- really huge spoiler, um, but the Century's arch nemesis was him the whole time. 
in like it's kind of like this weird like Christopher Nolan mindfuck of a series and a character and I really like him so I feel like a century movie would be really cool yeah. oh my god <laughs> this is really awesome this is really weird I've never done a podcast before so this Ooh. is uh, I hope I'm not messing this up for you guys uh, not anyway. at all no. going <laughs> exactly like you time. normally does uh, I love the trumpet sound. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, Austin, I know if you could portray anyone, you'd you'd want to be Nova Richard Ryder. Yes, Richard Ryder for sure. Nova's yeah. my favorite hero. I I would uh, I'd want to be Moon Knight because he's pretty much Marvel's Batman, and like even though he's kind of like legitimately insane, whereas Batman is just basically insane. Um, there's yeah, a difference. I'd, there's a difference. There's a difference between diagnosed and undiagnosed. Um, yeah, I'd want to play Moon Knight. Dylan? I'd want to be the Hulk. <laughs> of course, you'd pick someone that's already cast. I'm, I don't know any other Marvel Dylan's just shows. over here like, screw you, Mark Ruffalo. I will take your job. <laughs> hey, if they can replace Edward Norton, they can replace Mark Ruffalo with a fat guy that's not <laughs> good at anything. It's not true. You're really good at cooking. Yeah, that's why I'm fat. <laughs> All right, so back to MT. Uh, you kicked off this Guardians of the Galaxy Easter egg hunt with your Quasar theory, which was 11 months ago when you uploaded that theory on September 21st, 2016. However, you quickly followed it with your Eternity Theory on the 22nd and then the Cosmic Egg Theory on the 28th. So, gotta ask, what launched you on this journey into madness? Good question. I'm just gonna say good question every time I hear a question because that's... You guys all have good questions because you're all <laughs> very smart and handsome men. Aww. <laughs> He's so sweet. Um, so, oh, thanks, what sir. launched me into this journey into madness? I remember the, the thing that okay. First of all, so in one of my past videos from like over a year ago now, I guess mm-hmm. um, I I forget which video it was, but I briefly mention like I briefly I briefly speculate. Um, it was like oh, blah blah blah, and this this cocoon could be the missing Guardians of the Galaxy Easter egg, and like it, it wasn't even. Like, it wasn't an Easter egg video, it was just like one of my regular videos, and I just said that. And so one of my subscribers tweeted that video to James Gunn, and like, tweeted the, um, the time, the time frame, the time, what do you call it, the little time code. And James Gunn was like, nope, that's not it. And I was like, whoa, James Gunn's, like, he came out of nowhere, like, wow, James Gunn's talking to me. I didn't (laughs) really ask for this, but like, somebody tweeted on my behalf, and James Gunn's talking to me, that's amazing. Um, and so I, I was like, you know what? What is the Easter egg? <laughs> Started thinking. I'm like, all right, let, let, let me let's think. And so, within minutes after I got the notification, I was like, hey, what if the like um, I don't know if you guys remember Iron Man two mm-hmm. um, when Tony Stark's dad had that um, the little like um, little tiny model of the Stark Expo. Um, Okay. From like the tape that Tony watched of his dad, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "Hey, what? That kind of looks like Xandar." So like, I tweet that to James, and like, you know, not really expecting a reply. And then James like, "No, that's a really good guess, but like, that's that's not it." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, James Gunn replies to people. Let's <laughs> let's take this even further." And so I I 
I immediately just it just immediately snowballed into something really horrible. <laughs> and I made my first video and second video and third video, and then the rest is pretty much history. But it, it did start from a random tweet from a random person, um, like a year ago or so. And <laughs> to whoever that person is, if you're listening, I hate you, but I love you. But I hate you very much. But I, love you. I don't hate any of my any of my subscribers, unless you're you know a terrible person. If, unless you like murdered somebody, I guess then I guess I'll hate you. But if he had a reason, I guess it's fine. I mean, threatened to like, you know, kidnap your family or kill your family or like I don't know, steal your sandwich supply. Stabs to the heart. It's fine. Like, I'm sure the judge will be like, ah, man, he's he's gonna steal your peanut butter. It's fine. That's probable cause. Um, Jesus Christ, what am I saying? All right. <laughs> oh my god, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. I, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know. If hey, someone, if anyone steals my sandwich, they're going down. MT has given you permission, Dylan. Uh, Your Honor, the YouTuber gave me permission to do it. He stole my sandwich. So, what do you think you will do once you find the truth of this Easter egg, MT? Oh man, Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan. I think about this every day. <laughs> if I, I don't, I don't know. I think I might weep openly. Um, I think Jesus might come back. Um, I think that I'll probably turn into dust because I, I wouldn't really have much of a purpose in life anymore. I've like, I've, I've, I've done everything that I needed to do. Um, I don't know. I, I will, I will be obviously be very happy. Um, but I, man, I, I can't even imagine the state that I'll be in mentally and emotionally after the culmination of months of just looking at every freaking possibility comic, Marvel comic in on the planet, just to have to, to be that one person in the world to find this Easter egg will be like the most surreal moment of my life, man. Like to me, like, I feel like to me, this is like the, the ultimate nerd treasure. And I know that sounds really stupid and really lame, but like this, I feel like this is like the nerd treasure hunt of all time. Like this is like, this is like, I feel like I'll go down in history as like the nerdiest nerd that has ever nerded in ever. And like I feel like I, that'd be really cool for me. But that's kind of what I want. I kind of want that like that title of like, man, this guy's a loser. Deep <laughs> 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 into the Marvel comics to find this egg, man. And I don't know. It just it's just be really cool to to know that I'm I'd be that person. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so if James Gunn offered to reveal the Easter egg. On the condition that you shared it with no one, you just kept it to yourself. Would you accept his offer, or would you continue continue your hunt? I would immediately reject him. Immediately, Good I would man. not even think about it. I'd be like, "Dude, thank you for the offer. That's really generous, but like, you can keep your secrets. I'm gonna find this, <laughs> and I'm gonna earn this. Because like, I like knowing." Yeah means nothing to me. Like, the fact, like, once I find this egg, and I know, like, I don't care that I know. Like, I don't, like, that just, like, I just, I, want, I just want to be the one to find it. Like, the, the, it's the journey 
that counts. You know how like old people are like, it doesn't matter about the destination, it's the journey. <laughs> it, it builds character, and it really, it, like, it, and it really does. Like, because like you know, like being the one to to find the Easter egg will be amazing, but like, the journey really has been pretty awesome. As 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 many rejections I've gotten, like what twenty. I think probably 20 plus rejections at yeah. this point um, so far. And it sucks because, like, <laughs> I put in so much work into, like, ow. Like, it, it takes days to make one video. It's ridiculous. Like, I can't even, I couldn't even describe that process, man. It's ridiculous. Um, but it sucks to be getting rejected. But, like, I've learned so much through my research, man, like, about all this obscure Marvel stuff. And I've come across some really cool characters that I would not have come across otherwise. And, like, you know, reading comic books is still fun. Even though it is work, it's still very much fun. Oh, that's good. So, you know, <clears throat> I, 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 it'll be a double reward if I were to find this Easter egg. Because, like, I, I, I'm definitely a lot more knowledgeable in comic books um, because of this, you know, journey um, than I would have been otherwise. So, thank you, James Gunn, for your... Cruel placement of <laughs> chicken protein within your movies. Thank you very much. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Good man. Follow your yeah. principles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what is your most anticipated superhero film in any stage of development? Uh, Austin, Austin, Austin. You have asked a tremendously good question. Um, Ooh. First of all, you guys know that I've been super hype over Black Panther since even before. As we all have, uh, we we got anything Black Panther related, like any news of Black Panther. Like I've been hyped about Black Panther forever, and like at least since 2015. (laughs) I love Black Panther to death. So Black Panther, obviously, I'm very excited for next year. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Captain Marvel, you guys know what it is. You guys follow me on Twitter. I love Brie Larson. I love Captain Marvel as a character, even though Civil War II completely destroyed Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel's image in the eyes of everybody. Everybody hates Captain Marvel for the most part. Um, And I kind of don't blame them because Marvel kind of like, kind of ruined it. Yeah, kind of ruined her. Um, but man, I just love everything about Carol Devers. She was, she, Captain Marvel is one of the first series I read after uh, my first comic book, so like I have a mm-hmm. very close attachment to Captain Marvel. Um, I just love, I just love her personality, and I don't know. I just love that it's just this really you know super powered girl just kicking ass and just also being normal, um, mm-hmm. and like you know keeping it real. At least she was at the beginning. Um, I know that she's, I mean, like, she's still kind of the same, but, like, some things happened with Captain Marvel. Um, I really haven't kept up, but, like, I I feel like after she lost her memory, things kind of just, like, went a different direction. But, like, I do like that, um... Tends to happen. um, That long hair Captain Marvel. I I don't know how to explain it, but, like, long hair Captain Marvel is the Captain Marvel I have in my brain. Um, and I do love her. She's really cool. Anyway, I'm rambling. Um... It's cool. And I feel like there's one more. Um, obviously, Infinity War. That's going to be awesome. Um, uh, I'm the D- like, I keep talking about Marvel. What about DC? Um, I really, I'm really looking forward to Aquaman. Out of anything DCEU related, Aquaman <laughs> is my shit. Um, yeah. It, just, uh, Jason Momoa just seems, seems like he's going to nail the role. And James Wan looks like he he 
he has a lot of creative freedom and he, he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that movie is going to be the best DCEU movie we have at, at that point. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, but in terms of Valiant, so back on the Valiant train, mm -hmm. I've been looking forward to the Harbinger movie for the longest time. That is my number one most anticipated movie. A super movie, like hands down, more than Black Panther, more than Captain Marvel, um, more on par with Infinity War. I would say I wouldn't say more than okay. Infinity War because okay. we've been waiting for that since freaking 2008. Um, but yeah, man, Harbinger is a freaking dope series, and that movie, if, if if it's done right, will be probably everybody's favorite, um, a lot of people's favorite movie. And I feel I can totally see a lot of people cosplaying as the Harbinger characters, man. Like, they're so fucking awesome. Anyway, so yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Um, looking for, for info on the Harbinger movie, uh, there's, there's not a lot, but uh, it, it doesn't have a release date. However, they do have, looks like, a couple of Harbinger films and bloodshot another valiant comics character films planned uh culminating in uh the harbinger wars um which will basically pit the two heroes against each other harbinger and bloodshot um so we'll have to keep an eye out for that and kind of see um how the valiant movie universe comes to be and how it develops yeah. um and you know check out some of those some of those comic books as mt recommended yeah. i will be doing that all right and now to appease our sports fans which i don't necessarily know that we have a whole lot but we yeah. tons of them no yeah everybody. at least four <laughs> So to so to appease our four sports fans, <laughs> what is your number one team that you'll root for no matter how bad they might be? Dylan, I am not admittedly the biggest sports fan in the world. I, I me and sports, you know, I'm not really all that athletic. Um, when I run, everything hurts. It's, it's no good. I get that. Um, but I do I do watch some sports. I mainly watch sports. Kind of like I only watch the the Super Bowls and like the 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 NBA Finals because like I don't like I don't really have a lot of time mm, for fair. sports like to watch them regularly. So I'm just kind of like, all right, is it the World Cup? Let's watch that. Like you know, if are the friggin' Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals? I'll watch that because like that's an event. That's like a like. So I'm from Boston. If mm -hmm. you guys can tell by the Bruins thing, <laughs> um, and so like we are a very huge like sports community. That is true. Because like you know, no offense to everybody else, but we kind of have the best sports teams pretty much everywhere. And like and to the point where like I am, I realize that I, like we are super spoiled because like whenever like a team doesn't make it to like a championship, it's like wow we we suck. Like what, what's wrong with us? And like that's how like that's pretty much how it's been throughout my whole life. Like, we've always just been killing it, for the most part. We're, we're always getting some type of trophy. So, like, I do love, um, obviously, the Patriots, Red Sox, um, Celtics. I'm more, like, I, out of all the sports that I, I enjoy, I do like basketball the most because I'm black. <laughs> um, um, but I do like, you know, football and Baseball, not so much. Um, I think baseball is mm. kind of boring. 
I, I can't sit through nine innings, nine innings of people chewing tobacco and better to be in person. Cup. Like that, 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 that's really very sleep inducing. Um, but I do love the Red Sox, and I, I do like the Bruins. I, I don't know why I don't watch more hockey, because, like, I remember when the Bruins were in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I had not watched a single hockey game up until that point. But I was, when I was watching that game, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is so fast-paced. Mm-hmm. This is really yeah. cool. Like, everybody's pushing each other. Everybody's <laughs> gliding across the ice. Like, this is, like, this is, like, football but, like, with flying almost. Like, they're just gliding. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, really awesome. And I, and I feel like that's the sport for me because it's fast-paced and it's entertaining and, like, it's, you know, get your blood pressure up um, and, and teach me some really awesome um, fighting moves in case I need to defend myself from somebody who is disrespecting my honor. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. But, yeah, anyway, sports. I have no idea what I just said, but I said stuff. So, yeah. Patriots, um, Red Sox, and the other one, Celtics. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, that's M- fair. MT, I just want to say right now, to uh, defend yourself against someone who has dishonored you, you first drop the stick, then you drop the gloves, then you grab the back of their shirt, pull it over their face, and then you just start wailing on their head. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I learned that from the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I am disappointed about the Patriots thing because I'm not a big Patriots fan. <sighs> I will... I'm okay with the Celtics. I love the Red Sox. Um, and I yes, at, Sox. what? What's wrong with you? Why do you uh, love the Red Sox? Because, like, they showed me that curses can be broken. <laughs> so it made me believe in the Cubs. So That's you're true. saying that, that the Red Sox had to break their curse before the Cubs could break theirs? Yes. Oh. They, had, they had to show that it was possible. <laughs> So I could believe again. And also, MT, yes, absolutely watch more hockey. And watch games that aren't even the Bruins. Like, hockey's just fun to watch. Blackhawks. Yeah. Hockey's fun to watch no matter who is playing. Because, exactly, it's very fast-paced. There's always action. Like... You and you get amped up late in the game if like a team is down by one goal and they're trying to score. Oh, it's like it's you exciting. get you get amped up. Like I I never really got into hockey until the Blackhawks got really good. Yeah. And then I started watching playoff games and was like, this is so stressful. Like I <laughs> I feel like I'm getting ready for the birth of a child, but there's no child. Strange. Instead, it's just like a giant trophy that's in the shape of a cup. Well, Dan has. As a new father, is that what it feels like? Uh, you know what? It is similar. <laughs> yes, see? see? I know what I'm talking about, damn it. Boom. Uh, we have time for one more question for MT. We have time for lots more questions. Yes. All right. <laughs> we have time for MT to answer one more question that he already answered. Austin, give it to him. Final question. Mary Bone killed the shakedown, guys. Ooh, yeah. That is a- an amazing question, <laughs> and I keep saying that as an amazing question, and I'm being really redundant and repetitive, and I'm really sorry about that. But you guys really do have really good questions. Um, okay. Keep in mind that I don't know you guys very well, and there is a kill option here, and I don't oh, want to kill any of you guys. None of you guys. Like, no. I don't want to. Like, you guys are really cool guys. Yeah. Um, you guys seem really fun. Yeah. Um, so, like, please don't get a, be offended if you're on the kill list. Oh, God. But I think I would oh, bone the shit out of Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just yeah, I feel like you have a really cool voice. And, like, you know, that, yeah. you know, <laughs> put me in the mood if I was 
a homosexual man, which I am not. Um, but like, I'd be like, ooh, Austin, nice voice. Ooh, speak, speak more to me, Austin, in my ear. And my, my ear holes are getting really nice and lubricated. <laughs> my ears are producing a lot of wax. I'm ready to get bone in the ear. What am I saying? Why is wax sexy? Wow, great. Wow, I don't actually mean that. I, I don't have an ear fetish. Um, okay, I would marry Dan. He's oh, come on! Dan be- come on! I guess I'm going to kill Dylan, but I will also marry Dylan. You missed so, it. You know. He said he'd just, also marry you. What? That's, that's just an option. That's I have to choose kill. One of you guys have to die. Sorry. Ah, uh, oh, crap. Yeah, that's... It's, I guess. I guess are those all the questions. Cool. Anyway, thank That's you guys it. so much for having me That's on your it. podcast. This oh, is really thank awesome. you. Like I've never been on a podcast before. This is my first pos- podcast ever. So you guys popped my podcast cherry. Oh, Hopefully yeah. I didn't ramble yeah. too much. I definitely did. Yeah, I was really I excited about this did. up till the end. I thank you guys for enduring my rambling, <laughs> and I hopefully I actually answered questions that in a in a very well. I know I've been super non-coherent. <laughs> I mean, coherent, but. I hope that you guys understood everything that I said because I'm kind of a really all over the place human being. But anyway, it's great. Thank you guys for having me on your podcast. You guys are awesome individuals, and I wish nothing but awesome things um, for your show. Thank you, MT. Thank you guys for being amazing, amazing freaking supporters, man. You guys are always like watching my stuff, and you know, like you know, keeping contact on Twitter. And liking my stuff, retweeting my stuff, and you got like I, I, I really do appreciate that. Like I know a lot of YouTubers are like, oh my gosh, like thank you guys so much for being such good <laughs> subscribers. But like, dude, you guys hold it down always. Like yeah. the shakedown holds it down, man. Like hands yeah. down. Well, I said a lot of downs in that sentence. <laughs> hands down, shakedown, system of a down. Uh, <laughs> what am I saying? Um, but no, you guys are awesome, and I and I truly do value you guys um, and. Um, yeah, I hope that I can marry more than one person because, man, I would marry all of you guys in a heartbeat and then forget our anniversary because that's what men do. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope you guys are having an amazing day and have an amazing day like the rest of your day. What am I saying? All right. Bye, guys. Hey, thank you so much, MT. Well, thank you. Um, like, like you I'm, a, I'm a strange mixture of happy and depressed right now. I mean, Dylan, <laughs> if it helps, you're the only one that he can actually marry. This is true. <laughs> Austin and I are yeah. already married. Unless you and Austin become Mormons. We could. Austin? Sure, it's very I've easy. I've considered it. <laughs> Austin's the closest. The Mormons are right there in Utah. It's a, just a yeah. little hop, skip, and a jump away. You just have to drive through Nevada and avoid the hookers. <laughs> the most difficult part of getting That's, that's how you know for sure if you want to become a Mormon. You can drive through Nevada and not have sex with any hookers. You want to be Mormon. We're probably offending so many Mormons right now. Oh, gosh, you know there's no Mormons that listen to this. <laughs> If you're Mormon, I apologize. I'm um, very sorry. I actually have a book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon or just yeah. a book? No, I mean, like, the Mormon Bible, the Book okay. of Mormon. I, I do have it. Um, it was uh, a few of my 
uh, BMT flight members were Mormon, but uh, one of my best friends in basic training was Mormon. And so I talked to him a lot about it and uh, we kind of helped like support each other through all of basic training. And at the end, like the, the last night or so, he, uh, he, he gave me a little like pocket book of Mormon and he had like he wrote a little message to me in it that and he wasn't being like hey you should become a mormon he was just like you know it's it's got you know bible verses in it and everything so you know it's exactly how they get you <laughs> yep. they're so nice they, they don't pressure you into it they're like hey if you want to become mormon it's whatever and you're just like oh my god they're so nice i want to be mormon because I've, i want to be nice too i've never met a mean mormon <laughs> it's true dr thomas yeah i mean like I once broke down on the side of a of the road, and about fifty cars passed me before this like Mormon nineteen sixty five Chevy pulled up next Ooh, to me, nice. and a man in a suit got out, and I was like, "This is weird." And uh, you're here to murder me. And he you? goes, "Oh, you having some car trouble?" I was like, "Yeah." Give <laughs> me having some breathing trouble here in a second. <laughs> and he goes, "Well, let me get out my toolbox," and he pulls a toolbox out of out of the back of his truck. He's like, so what's the problem? I was like, well, the serpentine belt came off. It's right here. It's not completely off, but I can't get it back over the gears. And he was like, oh, well, you just got to let me find a, that looks like a 13 millimeter. And he gets out a wrench and fits on. And with a serpentine belt, one of the gears, if you apply pressure, it rolls back so that you can wrap the serpentine belt around the gears and get it back in place. So he gets it on. He pulls it back. He helps me get the serpentine belt back in place, which if you don't have the serpentine belt, your engine's going to overheat. Right. Um, and, and then I was like, oh, thank you so much. Um, and he's like, oh, you're welcome. You know, I was, I was just on my way back from church and saw, saw you broken down here on the side of the road and thought you could use a hand. And then he pulls out a pamphlet and it's about the Mormon church. Of course. <laughs> we talked for a few minutes. I was like, well, I actually have to get back to youth group for regular Christian church. But thank you, sir. I had to go to youth group for my real church. <laughs> Not your crazy culty of Mormon. But yeah, so, I mean, Mormons, they're super nice. Yeah, they are. But more on topic, MT is super nice, and we... MT is like... I wouldn't know if he's Mormon now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, aside from the wanting to kill me thing. (laughs) But, I mean, he didn't have to take time out to do this for us. and And that was about 35 minutes of recording, and he was so gracious about this and we really appreciate uh mt's support uh i hope you're listening uh otherwise well i don't know maybe he's not because he he did say all the things already so (laughs) (laughs) mt i hope you're listening we we really appreciate you you're a fantastic human being yes yes absolutely Again, um, except for the wanting to kill me thing. Like he that, doesn't... That really bummed me out. He said only because... Like, you're like, killed. like all week I looked at that question. I was like, oh, that's a great question. And then, like, today I thought, oh, my God, what if he wants to kill me? <laughs> he doesn't want to kill you. It's only because he had to kill someone. 
And why is it that everyone wants to bone Austin? <laughs> well, he's a sexy man. I know, but that shouldn't be just it. You can't resist me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that voice that apparently produces wax to lubricate ears. I mean, that mm. took a weird turn. Don't your ears get yes. all moist and waxy every week? <laughs> yeah, but not from Austin's voice. That's just natural <laughs> over time. Know. You don't know. It could be. <laughs> well, to be fair, there is quite a bit of wax build up in my ears right now. And you have been talking to Austin. That's today. true. Um, we need a doctor to confirm this. <laughs> Tests need to be run. So that was our special surprise. We're yeah. going to move along because another big thing happened. Uh, those those pesky New York rascals, the Defenders, got together on Netflix for yeah, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Well, it I'm glad I'm glad it was only eight episodes. Oh, uh, yeah. They needed yeah. that after the... Uh, what were the other seasons? 13? 13, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was too much. And I feel like this one didn't have enough story to stretch it to 13. No, I, I would agree with that. Um, what, what I thought was really interesting was the first two episodes, if you pulled them apart and put them back together differently, you'd basically have four short episodes for each of the characters. Yep. Yeah. It would have been like 15 or 20 minutes for each character. And that was really cool. That was the perfect way to like get them together. Cause it, it was all of their own threads that ended up all ending up at the same point. Well, yeah, it was pretty good. I also, it also kind of seemed to me like in that first episode, each one like kind of gets shot in their own style of their own show. Yes. And then once they finally join, like now it feels like a separate series. Yes. Like I, yeah. I love I loved how they did that because like anytime you have Luke Cage, like it's got uh, like his kind of music in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Iron Fist has got kind of the Oriental music in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and then yeah, just all of it. I loved how they pieced that together. Yeah, yeah and it was. I, Go ahead. Oh, well, I don't know if you noticed, but along those lines, literally every scene in the first episode was color-coded, too. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that a little bit. That was, Which, I mean, well done. Yeah, it was amazing. So, like, <laughs> as soon as this... And in, and the transitions, too. It does, like, mm-hmm. through the lens thing, like, with the train. You'll yes. notice that, like, if it goes from a Daredevil scene to a Jessica Jones scene, it'd be, like, a red train goes by and then a blue train goes by. Ah. And then, the, and then the scene has this kind of bluish tint to it for Jessica. And then uh-huh. Iron Fist was green. Um, Luke Cage was obviously yellow, and now yeah. his was like blatantly yellow. And then yeah. Sigourney, <laughs> and then Sigourney so Weaver yellow. was white. Yeah. Well, Sigourney Weaver is white. Well, yeah, like but that. like that was like the color scheme. So gotcha. I thought that was really cool. So like even in the yes. transitions into scenes, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a Daredevil scene because everything is red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very clever. Very well done. Uh, yeah, this, the cinematography was yeah, great just all around for the whole series. Sorry, Game of Thrones is happening upstairs in my house, and gosh, it just got really loud. There must be a battle. Or a sex scene. <clears throat> what are you, oh, it's a Saturday. Definitely a battle. Yeah, my wife is watching. She's in season four right now. Oh, well, tell her to catch up. Working on it. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. So, uh, I, I also really enjoy that 
right off the bat, we established that Iron Fist still sucks. Yeah. That uh, he's first terrible. scene. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like he got his ass whooped. Like, and it was that was kind of the thing I noticed. Like again, going back to like they're all shot in like their own style. Yeah, Iron Fist is still terrible. He still sucks. Like that yeah. first scene is just like, okay, you're in a dark room. Have your glowy fist and light up the room. And gosh, I'm. I want to like Iron Fist. But he sucks. It's so hard. To he's hit. he's just like I am the ultimate human karate weapon. Oh my god! Stop punching me. I'm the immortal Iron Fist. <sighs> then why are you so worried about dying? Right? Then why do you suck? Co- yeah, comics wise, he would be my favorite. Then why and he was the one I was then, looking forward to the most mm-hmm. of the series. And then he's then, terrible still. Then why are you the weak link of the Defenders? He yeah, he really, really is. Yeah. Like, in a group that includes Jessica Jones, who is not a trained fighter, he is the weak link. Yeah. Ugh. Like, ugh. I hope uh, he gets better. He better get better. I don't know how you can get worse. Like, I'm still, like, I haven't finished yet. I've just finished up episode six. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, I was like, God, I still do not like him as a character. <laughs> he like, hardly ever lands a punch. I know, right? Except, like, in that uh, office scene, like, at the beginning of the fight before Luke Cage comes in. Then, yeah. like, he's whipping ass. Like, okay, now we're getting into it. Yeah. And then he gets pinned on the table. It's like, come on, dude. That if was sweet. If you're the badass trained fighter, you shouldn't be getting beat up like this. And you shouldn't be losing one-on-one combat to Daredevil. It's true. Yeah. Like, if you're supposed to be this amazing warrior that's, like, a weapon for an entire city, you should be poning everybody. Yeah. And then teabagging them as they lay on <laughs> concrete. Maybe he'll get better. I, with the new showrunner in season two, I hope he gets a lot better. But... What exactly does a showrunner do? Runs the show. They guide, they, <laughs> they guide the story and... Yeah. Okay. They're... So they kind of, uh, do they kind of like give ideas to like the they're, writing staff? They're like and an all in, that? they're like an in depth producer essentially because they they like Austin said they guide the story but they're also on set a lot and they make sure that um, the way that the show is being shot and the way the director is handling everything they make sure that it's going the way that it's supposed to go. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> And they just they keep it all on track and keep it focused so that you don't have things like Iron Fist season one where it's just not good. No. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Shows are supposed to be good. <laughs> they certainly are. And that's the that's, showrunner's job. It's the showrunner's job to make sure that once they get past the pilot episode, they continue to improve and not just yes. kind of jog along at the same unsteady kind of drunk pace. Gotcha. <clears throat> so don't have a show where a character has an iron fist where he uses that iron fist like twice <sighs> and in the first like six episodes and they're both by accident. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. yeah don't so, do that. So iron <clears throat> fist get better. Yes. Please. Yeah. We want to like you. Yes. Okay so I was excited <sighs> for Sigourney Weaver to be in this and then and she was she's... absolutely wasted. Oh my gosh. Completely. It's true. Like Sigourney Weaver's a really good actress and they're not really doing her justice. I kept waiting for her to like do something. Anything. It, it was nothing. It was just okay, I'm scared of death. 
Yep. I don't want to die. Let's speed up the plan so that we can't die. Yep. And then it, so it was basically just that over and over again. And then also, oh, you want to kill me? You really want to do that? You know how powerful I am. You really, I think you should rethink that. And then yeah. she never does anything. She just stands around and talks. Oh, man, I thought we were going to get a showdown in that diner. I was like, yes. Yeah, me too. Finally, we figure out why she's the middle finger. <laughs> you know the middle figure is the head of the hand. Come of on. Of course. Or is yeah, she it's the, the biggest. She applies the pressure. It's definitely she's on the, the thumb outside or the middle of the finger. Without a thumb, hands are kind of useless. Yeah, okay, she's the thumb. True. You she's the thumb. Like, okay, she's the thumb. I but yeah, it was <laughs> just... She did nothing. What are you nothing. doing? Trying to use my hand without my thumb. It's not working. It's kind it of, also feels really weird. It's kind of point... Kind yeah, of like, <laughs> yeah, okay, without thumbs, we're shitty apes. I get it. She's the thumb. Yeah. Nailed it. So she that was won. really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, it was really good. <clears throat> yeah, it was a good series. Like, I mean, the hands plan was a little underwhelming because you think like, oh, they got this huge thing to do to New York. And it's just like, oh. no, they're just going to harvest some dragon bones and then destroy yeah. the city. What was with that? They were like, we're going to destroy the city, but we don't need to. We're just going to do it. Doing yeah, shits and they gigs. didn't need to. I don't know. So that was a little underwhelming. The Sigourney Weaver was wasted. <laughs> but other than that, and I, you know, Iron Fist obviously was shit. But other than that, it's pretty good. Yeah, I really I enjoyed it. I would also like to say, uh, thank God Stick is around in some of the episodes. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, then stuff actually gets done. Yeah. Like, uh, when, uh, oh, God, now I'm blanking on the guy's name from the hand. Sawande. Yeah. yeah so when Sawande tries to kidnap Danny, and then Stick just comes up and cuts his head off, and it's like, thank God someone did it. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, they were not succeeding in their interrogation like, efforts. Like, Daredevil's not going to do it because he doesn't want to kill anybody. Luke Cage doesn't want to hurt anybody. Jessica Jones just can't. Okay, that was another thing. None of her punches had any weight. No, they did Until, like, the very last fight. And there's also, like, a lot of inconsistency with her fighting because yeah. she's, again, not a trained fighter. And she's, I get she has super strength. Mm -hmm. But she still yeah. shouldn't be holding her own with all these trained, like, kung fu masters. Well, I mean, it, it's, she's only holding her own in the fact that she's very durable and has super strength. Because she, she's getting hit a bunch for right. Ones that don't land like heavy hits, it, it doesn't really matter to her. Yeah. But man, like her punches sounded like like nothing. And everyone else's hits, everyone's hits, Daredevil, Luke Cage, even Iron Fist, they punched someone and it was like thud. Yeah. They hit them. But then Jessica Jones hits someone and it's like, Ow. Yeah. I well I felt like the strength of everybody was a little inconsistent throughout it anyways. Yeah. Cuz like Electra could deck Luke Cage, but then her and Daredevil go at it and he's taking punches from her just normal. Yeah, that's an excellent point. She sends people flying in that in that last yeah, fight where she kills Stick, but yeah, she fat she fights 
Daredevil, and it's just kind of like. Well, I feel no like in that last, I feel like in that last one with Luke Cage, at least it could have been one of those things where like she uses his momentum against him. Yeah. Yeah. True. Instead of just also being super strong. Yeah. But she did kick Matt Murdock flying across the room. That she did. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so as dumb as I thought it was for Danny Rand to just walk into that boardroom. Yeah. Okay. I really wanted him to walk in there and just be like, I am the iron fist and I know that you are the hand. And one of them just goes, oh, oh no, wait, no. We're Hydra. The hand is next door. <laughs> that no, would have been awesome. See, we're, we're the other secret organization in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. You want to go to the building over there and he just walks out. He's like, and he's I'm like, terribly oh, sorry. What, what if he walked out of that office and then down the hallway and as he's walking down the hallway, Phil Coulson comes the other direction. It's like, you went, to the hy- you went to Hydra, didn't you? Yeah. Are you looking at yeah. the hand? Yeah. They're over there. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then they, that was it. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. I but would have laughed my balls Phil, off. Phil stops him. Were you just in that room? Maybe. Why'd you leave? There's not, there's not who I'm looking for. Who are you looking for? The hand. Who are you looking for? And Hydra. Then, and then Phil there goes, there. this hand? <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> who are you, by the way? Aren't you just some billionaire? No. Yes. I am the immortal Iron Fist. We're going to have a talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he just tells everybody. <laughs> We're going to uh, talk about that. He does. But, okay. I do love how... Uh, like, every time he talks about Chi and Kun Lun and, like, how he became the Iron Fist, everyone's just like, the fuck are you talking oh about? Oh, my God. That exchange with Luke Cage where he's like, where he's like, oh, yeah, tell me again how how you, <laughs> how you got beat that, that dragon, how you got your Iron Fist. He punched the dragon and got the In the, the final fist. stage of the trials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I was... That was sarcasm. I was joking. And, and <laughs> his, like, Danny's face, like, falls. He's like, He's so I pissed. wanted to tell and, it. And then Luke's like, <sighs> So molten heart, right? <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta do the Christian thing. So molten heart. Right? Oh, so must have heard. Like, you wouldn't believe. So like, Shut funny. up, Danny. So great. Like, Even Colleen calls him out, because, like, I think someone says to her, but isn't Danny, like, the Iron Fist? And, sh- and Colleen says, yeah, and everybody he meets knows it too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's something to that. Uh, like um, Dan- Danny's like that kid that l- goes to the gym and wants to tell you what he lifted every day, and I was just like, no one cares, and he gets so sad about it. And you're like, no, <sighs> Danny's. What, what, what did you lift? Danny's more like that kid that got a rare Pokemon card <laughs> and he brought it to school to show everyone, and no one cares. <laughs> but if you're the immortal Iron Fist and you don't tell everybody you know, are you really the immortal Iron Fist? Absolutely not. You, nope. If you don't tell people about it, you lose it. <laughs> Danny Rand exactly. is the crossfitter of the defenders. Maybe, maybe, maybe he doesn't say it enough, and that's why he can't use the Iron Fist. Ah, uh, he's not bragging enough. Like what it's if just like in the battle, he's like, "I am the Iron Fist! I am the Iron Fist!" And he just has it all the time. Then, <laughs> like that's where the real power comes from—is telling everyone about it. Oh man. <clears throat> okay, we so on, it out. Can we I'm write slightly... this show over? <laughs> Yes. I we need to do it. Awesome ideas. Ah! 
am the Iron Fist! I'm the Iron Fist! He's just walking around like brick holding the fucking grenade. <laughs> <laughs> brick, where'd you get a hand grenade? I don't, I don't know. know. Danny, where'd you get the Iron Fist? I don't know. I punched a I, dragon. I plunged my fist into the molten heart of a dragon. Oh my god, we were joking. We know. You told us 19 times today. <laughs> today. I'm sorry, Alison, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Yeah, you did. On a, <laughs> on a different note, I liked that it was self-contained, but I also felt like it did, wasn't in the Marvel Universe. Uh, I agree. Like, like, one thing, we didn't see Avengers Tower, but we saw the New York skyline a couple of times. Yeah, also, and like, like, you go ahead, Austin. Well, like, they're forming a team. Why didn't any one of them say, we're not the Avengers, we oh, are not a I team? I know. I was waiting for them to say something like that. Yeah. Like, you're clearly the B-list Avengers. Why does nobody make reference to that? Uh, let's, let's go C-list. Guardians of the Galaxy would be B-list Avengers. No, Guardians of the Galaxy are galactic Avengers. They're cosmic yeah. Avengers. They're Fair not enough. Earth. Fair based. enough. They're, they're the defenders of the B-team. Okay, fine. But, like, how is there going to be, like, a, quote, earthquake in New York and Tony Stark's not going to be involved in some way? Because it's an earthquake. Tony Stark doesn't care. Also, because the official release was it was, in fact, an earthquake. Still, like, he would have been curious as to something. No, he, he, they, the he, Avengers he left. Would, he would have had Friday, oh, that's true, he's in upstate New York. Yeah, he's upstate now, he doesn't care. He might have seen it on the news. Moved upstate like a prick. He's so fancy. Upstate. I have a place upstate. Mm. Shut up. But, I mean, I agree, I like, see, with what the conflict is, it works for it to be self-contained because it's the hand and no one outside of them has dealt with the hand. And it's they're not threatening the city or anything. I mean, they are, but they're not like publicly going, we are going to destroy your city. Because, yeah, then the Avengers would be like, um, no. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. We kind of don't let you do that. But it's all underground secretive stuff that like the Avengers wouldn't have any way of knowing about it so it makes sense that they don't get involved however Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has to address that there was essentially they're pretty much treating it as a terrorist attack in New York City a building was destroyed yeah so uh Something's, it's got to be just somewhere. There's got to be some kind of crossover in there. There has to be. Like, yeah. I don't see how you could have all these different MCU shows that are, I mean, they're all canon. Like, they're yes. all. They're all uh, in the MCU. I don't see how you can have all these separate shows and not at least have some kind of crossover. Like, DC's having crossover episodes every three weeks, it seems like. <laughs> Pretty Basically. much. And Marvel has yet to do anything like that. They, like, like, yeah, you're getting <clears throat> technically crossovers with the movies, but they're Avengers movies. And yeah. Sky needs to be involved in Inhumans. And so does Phil. Yes. But definitely yeah. Sky. She needs to be. Um, also, I just want to see more of Chloe Bennett. Yeah. She's super pretty. Um, mm -hmm. And 
Like, I don't, you know what? Phil Coulson needs to interact with the Avengers again. I swear. He really does. If he is not involved in Avengers Infinity War or Avengers 4, I call shenanigans. He would notice this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will take note of these demigods coming to the planet. What if Phil Coulson is the one to take down Thanos? Not, 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 no, not very likely. (laughs) Well, he does have a robotic hand. He could wield the Infinity Gauntlet with it. It doesn't take a robotic hand to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, but how cool would that be? Anybody. (laughs) It would be cool, but it's it's not like Meow Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Meow Meow. It, it doesn't take any special ability to hold it, technically. That's what well, I don't know. We don't understand the don't understand Infinity the full... Stones in in the MCU. I mean, we know yeah. that the Power Stone, you, you can't just hold it and use it. True. But, I mean, the Eye of Agamotto that's in an amulet, and Doctor Strange was just like, oh, what's this do? <laughs> Oh, it rewinds time. Cool. Oh, cool. Oh, it fast forwards. Oh, treasonous. I am the master of watches now. <laughs> it's like the master of puppets, but with watches. He's the clock master. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. I'm the truest repairman. <laughs> um, so, Dylan, you're not finished. Austin, I assume you finished yep. the Defenders. Yes. Um, I give it... Uh, Eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'll give it eight. I will give it... So far, Dylan? So far, I give it a seven and a half. Okay. We average out at an eight. Yeah. Still certified fresh. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It could have been better, but it is definitely worth the watch. Iron Fist is just taking me out of it. Like, any of his solo scenes, just like, God, I don't like you! He just needs to suck less. Yes. <laughs> but it was a fun stop. ride. It was. He needs to yeah. stop being up his own ass. I look forward... Fist. I do look forward to um, how they clearly are kicking off Daredevil Season 3 and Jessica Jones Season 2. That, like, they, they show clear signs to leapfrog for those two seasons. Yeah. Uh, and, and even Iron Fist. Yeah, defending the city. Yeah, because the last thing we see um, of New York um, is a silhouetted figure knelt down on a rooftop, and you definitely think it's Matt Murdock. Yeah. Because the the silhouette, the hair looks the same and everything, and then it pans around him, and it's Danny. The the yeah. light comes up and hits him, and it's Danny, and he's he's sitting there with his glowing fist and his green and yellow tracksuit, and he's all like. I'm going to kick some ass. Only got a bunch of people in my city. <clears throat> and, uh... He would listen to Macklemore. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not what that is actually playing. But you're, you're right. He probably does listen to Macklemore. That's what um, douches listen to. Hey, he has some okay stuff. Doesn't make him not a douche. It's fair. That, that hair. That haircut alone. But, uh, Jessica Jones... The last we see of her, she closes her door and takes the cardboard paper off of it so that, you know, alias investigations 
is back open. Is back open. And then that window's gonna get smashed again. It has to be. Gosh, I Probably. hope it's just the first image of of Jessica Jones season two. Someone's head gets <laughs> smashed through the window. <laughs> like some kid throws a rock or something. No, nah, I want her to throw someone out of it. Throw someone out of her office. It'd oh, be so funny. Um, and you know, Daredevil is lying on a church a bed. bedel bed. Yeah, bedel church bedel. It's a church hospital. Ah, uh, church bedel. Church bedel. Yes. And and a nun is there, and she's like, "Fetch Mother Maggie." Fetch Mother Maggie. Only Which not. I guess is his mom. I guess so. Yeah. That's what I read. Cool. Maggie yeah. Murdoch. Yes. Matt Murdoch. Mike. All right. Well, let's wrap this Matt. up because I got to do things. Hands. You got to do things, do you? Oh, yeah. Mr. Fancy Pants. I, I got to do things, too. I told my family this would take like an hour, and I've been here almost two hours. Well, you lied it's to your true. family. Get over it. I, I mean, it wouldn't well, be the first time. <laughs> awesome, you where want- can they find us? Yeah, if you want to reach us, any questions, comments, concerns, <laughs> you can email us at and the shakedown podcast at gmail.com. Well, not me, he wants to kill me. <laughs> Dylan, shut up. I'm trying <laughs> to do the plugs. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the shakedown pod. You can also find us on our website, which is darknebulaentertainment.com, and the then the shakedown tab. Uh, yeah, that's it for this week, you guys. Thanks yeah. for listening, and a huge thank you to MT for doing our little questionnaire thing. That was yeah. really fun. Thanks, and, MT. And speaking of that, we have a quick plug here. Okay. Oh, I, I should probably also add that, I mean, I guess this is like a shameless plug, but for those of you who are listening and don't know me, again, I am MT from the YouTube channel Mastertainment, and it's a YouTube channel where I basically talk about nerdy stuff, and I explain a lot of nerdy comic book characters, um events whatever um and i do have a show where i just talk about nerd news so if you guys like nerd stuff with like a comedic twist come check me out youtube.com slash mastertainment or don't you can you can do like i mean you can go take a baking class because baking is important yeah or you could you know call your mom because moms are important (laughs) um you know or you could you know Bathe. <laughs> 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 yes, for having me on the show, and I will see you guys later. Bye. All right. Goodbye. I love shameless plugs. Yes. I mean, we're all about shameless plugs here at the Shakedown. Yeah. That's true. I shamelessly plugged the show I was in. So. Yeah. Shameless plugs. Check out shameless. the Netflix series Shameless. Dan shameless plugs. <laughs> Dan shamelessly it's, plugged his child being born. Yes, I did. No one sent me gifts. I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Austin Stevens. I'm Dan Schwarzer. And I'm Dylan Webster. And this has been The Shakedown. Shakedown.